if I still remember how to do this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this, the latest episode of The Curated Culture. I am your gracious, humble host, Rob, aka Robbie Diesel, and my God, does it feel good to deliver that opening line once again. Did y'all miss me? It's okay. You don't have to lie. If you didn't miss me, that's fine. Because you know what? I missed you guys. I missed recording. And I'm uh, super thankful that there is even interest in this little thing of mine still. And that uh, you guys were checking out. So um, thank you for checking the show out. And thank you for everybody that reached out. Like, hey, what's going on, man? We haven't gotten a show in a while. And I'm going to get into that and so much more in the uh, the meat and potatoes of the show, as we like to say. And I'm not going to drag this intro out very much. So uh, what we're going to do right now, just to get it out of the way, are the socials, man. So as always, make sure that you're checking us out via at the Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram at underscore Curated Culture on X formerly twitter which is a very weird thing to say uh and then also make sure that you are checking me out via at robbie diesel on the tweets on the instagrams on the snapchats and on threads as well yes we got another new social media site to check out and i am all over that thing uh so make sure that you check me out over there much appreciate it if you guys do that um, also, head on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Robbie Diesel. There is new video content up over there, and we are getting into a weekly and uh, multiple times weekly upload schedule. Head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Robbie Diesel. We got some fresh gameplay over there. I've been uploading um, gameplay from The Expanse which is Telltale's return to their decision-based gaming glory, and I have been enjoying the hell out of that. So make sure that y'all swing over there as well. And uh, check out my homeboy, uh, The Aviators Brand. Go on over to theaviatorsbrand.com. They just dropped some new heat. If you need to upgrade your wardrobe for the spring or summer or winter or fall, they got something over there to keep you covered. And when you shop over there, make sure you use the promo code Curated Culture to save yourself a couple of bucks on all your purchases. Make sure to tell them that I sent you, by the way. So um, with that out of the way, I guess it's about time that we get into the show, right? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, where do I begin here? We, uh, we had gotten into a pretty regular recording posting schedule there for a little bit. And then I dropped off the face of the earth and no, it it wasn't planned at all, but yes, it was intentional for sure. And I'm not really one that 
feels like I have to explain why I do things the way that I do them. But in this example in particular, I feel like everybody is at least owed an explanation just because we had gotten pretty familiar with each other. Right. We were on a a weekly date, if you will. We were dropping hot new content every single Monday. And you are most likely going to hear this on Monday, uh, if not Tuesday, but we're for sure pushing for Monday. Um, But things got a little heavy on, on my side of the field. And so I decided it would be best just to take a step away, man, and and really kind of lock in and enjoy life. So I took almost the entire summer off. We are, uh, we are a couple days into September right now. So summer is, is surely coming to a rapid close But I decided to go ahead and take the summer off and just relax and enjoy my family. Um, This was one of the last regular, I'm doing air quotes, normal summers that we would have. Um, My daughter's getting older. My oldest, I actually helped her move into her dorm room. And um, I got two high schoolers now. I just wanted to really chill and enjoy everybody because this is our last normal summer together. And like we normally plan out what we're going to do for the summer. We normally kind of hang out and all, you know, five of us, uh, me, the missus and the three kids. And uh, it's, it's been a little different this year because everybody's been super, super busy between, you know, getting my oldest set and ready to move in for college Um you know, making sure that I put in the time and spend some time with my middle daughter, who is, you know, going to be for sure missing her sister. And then my youngest, my son is uh, playing sports. He's playing football. So his summer was pretty much um, taken up by, you know, lifts and practices and things like that. And I I didn't want to devote too much uh, of my spare time to anything outside of just locking in and enjoying um, enjoying the kids, enjoying the family, man. So I did that. I, I kind of shut down production on almost everything. Uh, I did one YouTube video, like right in the middle of my little break. Um, and I wrote a couple articles on the site, but for the most part, man, every, everything came to a rapid, um, very swift, um, pause. And, I have zero regrets about it. I am sitting in my office right now recording this and I feel refreshed. I feel renewed. I feel blessed that I was able to do that. And um, now I am comfortable to be able to sit in here and record and bring some new ramblings and funness and all of the above to y'all, man. So I hope that um, hope you didn't miss me too much. Uh, I hope that um, you guys are ready for all of the new content that I'm heading your way, because the other thing that taking a hiatus does is once you really start to miss the things that you were doing, it it kind of forces you to reevaluate things. And that is exactly what I myself have done. And um, we're going to bring 
sort of a new format to the show. You won't see a ton of differences that way, but um, the show's format will change just a tiny bit. We're making some tweaks here and there. You're also going to see everything kind of feed into each other going forward. So when I record the podcast, it'll you know show up on the website, and you know if I mention something specifically related to YouTube, it's going to be linked back that way. YouTube videos are going to be on the site. Everything is going to become part of this curated culture ecosystem. So it is more important now than ever that you follow me because, again, content is going to start to bleed into other mediums, other platforms. And I want to make sure that y'all don't miss any of the special hotness that's going to be coming out. So um, that's that. And with that being said, I think we should jump into some actual news, right? Because that's that's what you guys are here for. You're here to hear here to hear. That's a very weird statement to say. Um, you guys are here to hear my thoughts and my ramblings about everything going on in the world of tech and pop culture. And as such, uh, I think we should get into it, man, because there is a ton that has happened. Um, I don't know that we'll be able to cover everything, but uh, there's a couple things couple things that I got in mind specifically. So without further ado. So as you guys know, I am a huge wrestling fan. I'm a giant wrestling nerd. I have been watching wrestling since I was probably two years old. I can remember being a kid and taking trips to our local video store. Yes, I am that old to remember being able to go into a video store to rent VHS tapes to watch on a VCR, uh, which most of you have no idea what those acronyms even mean. But uh, yeah, I remember a few times kind of getting lost in our video store because I would wander off into the wrestling section and, and try to find like the uh, WWF home video, like the Coliseum videos um, that were like uh, tapings of, of house shows, which are live events that they put on in smaller cities and things, because those were the stuff, um, because those were the events that you'd really catch like the special stuff, not specifically the things that was on the, the overly produced shows like Superstars or uh, main event or you know Monday Night Raw eventually but like the stuff that where the wrestlers was really really having fun in the ring and you had some really crazy good matches and as such um, I have a, a pretty delicate relationship with wrestling and and I am one of those fans that has the ability to separate um, the performer from the actual person um, which a lot of wrestling fans, for whatever reason, seem to struggle with. Like, they kind of treat them one and the same. But um, there are two people, two wrestlers that I want to speak on, and they are both on, you know, different sides of the coin, so to speak. And uh, one is a gentleman that seems to, for whatever reason, um, be completely and totally incapable of getting and keeping his shit together. And another is one that um, just, man, couldn't couldn't get a fair shake in the business. And I'll start off with one Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk. 
who was just recently fired from AEW Wrestling because of a backstage incident at the company's all-in pay-per-view that they had just put on in London, England at Wembley Stadium. Something that should have been one of the biggest, most incredible nights in wrestling because this secondary, uh, initially independent wrestling company did something that even the largest wrestling company in WWE has yet to do, which was they sold more tickets um, to a single event than any other promotion has ever done. Uh, They packed Wembley Stadium out, and although WWE has like the all-time attendance record, it is something that was held over the course of two nights, so a technicality there. AEW um, did something that nobody else has been able to do, uh, not from WrestleMania, not from SummerSlam, nothing like that. And it's an incredible feat, but that night will forever be tainted by the actions of one Phil Brooks. Uh, There's a ton of reports out there saying that, you know, he was upset because of his travel arrangements or, um, you know, how one wrestler handled things and how he felt things should be going. But this is completely and totally in my eyes, having nothing to do with that locker room, just being a passionate fan Um In my eyes, how he has acted and has been acting is completely and totally unacceptable. There were times where the internet wrestling community would refer to Punk as a locker room cancer, as somebody who was undeserving of the opportunities that he was getting in AEW. And I, being an objective wrestling fan, trying to separate the performer from the person would always give him the benefit of the doubt because punk is one of those personalities that knows how to push buttons, right? Like he knows on the mic, he knows exactly what to say to get somebody stirred up. And that is both in ring and in real life. Like he knows how to evoke or invoke emotions out of people. He's very, very good at that. Um, But also the person in particular who I do not personally know and and I and I will not take shots at the person particularly. This is mere speculation, but the person seems to be somewhat flawed, which we all are for sure. Everybody has their flaws. Nobody is perfect. But recently. All of the issues that came to light and all of the complaints that upper management in the WWE had been talking about for years since he was fired from there have now kind of started to come to light in AEW. So we go back to Wembley Stadium. Uh, Punk has an altercation with another talent, uh, one Jack Perry, a.k.a. Jungle Boy. Uh, apparently punk had an issue with, uh, jungle boy using, you know, real glass in, in a, a match, a no rules match. And, uh, he felt that it was his job to take it up to address jungle boy, not specifically to let the actual owner of the company who was Tony Khan, uh, not to let him do his job, but he felt it necessary to directly confront jungle boy, uh, which led to a little bit of an altercation. 
and that led to an altercation between Punk and Tony Khan, the owner of the company. And according to Tony Khan, he felt like his personal safety was in danger. At one point, he said he felt his life was in danger, which, I mean, it's wrestling. <laughs> We're not going to go there in saying that, you know, he could have been killed. As many people were backstage that for sure would not have happened. Maybe you would have caught a black eye. Maybe you would have got choked out or something like that. But no, nobody's going to let that man, like, physically, literally end your life back there. That's, that is not going to happen. Um, but I, I can totally believe that, you know, Punk may have been physically imposing because he seems to be that type of guy. He shot his mouth off at an event last year. After, you know, um, kind of poking the bear, so to speak, and basically told somebody, a, a few wrestlers, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, come see me in my locker room. And if you're from the hood, you know what time it is. If somebody tells you, yo, you got a problem. We can handle this outside like that. That means one thing. You got to square up. You got to fight them. They're not going to change. They're going to keep dragging your name through the mud. So you got to step to him. And that's exactly what happened. And that caused the suspension at that time of him and uh, three other very important AEW uh, wrestlers, uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks specifically, which those guys are also executive vice presidents in the company. Um, Fast forward a year later, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have Basically, flat out told Tony Khan, we do not want him in the same locker room as us. Tony Khan trying to be civil and trying to make everything work because he realizes the name value of CM Punk concedes and gives Punk his own show on Saturdays. He lets Punk be the face of AEW Collision. A two-hour show that airs on Saturdays, um, and Punk was basically given the book. You know, you got a certain amount of talent that will be exclusive to this show. You do what you feel is best. And Punk ran with it. Punk started to kind of tell people, hey, you know, you're not needed here. He would request that certain people be sent home, which is something that, happened in the past at AEW and all of that got overlooked until finally at uh, all in everything reached a boiling point um after immediately after his match um Khan told Punk to go home and an internal investigation was launched a an alleged disciplinary committee met to determine Punk's fate And it was decided that he should be fired. So that leaves two companies now that have fired CM Punk. WWE fired Punk all the way back in 2014 because of, you know, behavioral issues. And now AEW. AEW had a tremendous let's say golden goose on their hands with punk because he does have name value. And especially in the Chicago market, specifically punk's name carries a ton of weight because he is from Chicago 
AEW runs a lot of shows in Chicago, and and realistically, the the potential for earning money there was unlimited. But at what cost? Punk seemed to be a big fan of of poking the bear, and there was a specific promo back in uh, back in the day when Punk was with WWE. Um, which, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is staged and things like that. So I'm pretty sure some of the words were planned and and they talked about it, but listening back to the promo, a lot of it rings true. It seems like punk himself likes to say that he is this big catalyst for change that, he wants things to be better for everybody, but that really only means it's better for everybody when he's on top, when he is the champ, when he is the face of the company. That's when everything is best for business, not specifically when everybody gets a fair shake, not specifically when, you know, punk is playing second fiddle to anybody else. When punk is on top, that's when things are the best. And it appears that he has dragged AEW through enough mud so that Tony Khan decided to cut ties. And I have to say, kudos to Tony Khan because he literally could have just kept letting Punk do his thing and kept making money off of Punk's name. But he decided to do what was best for those, uh, you know, men and women in the locker room. And, And I applaud him for that decision because that could not have been an easy decision to make, especially considering he was in the midst of running three back to back shows in Chicago the very next weekend after all this happened. It's an unfortunate situation for the company themselves, but looking back when all is said and done, um, over this career retrospect, Really, the only person responsible for what happened with CM Punk and AEW is CM Punk himself. And he is the exact opposite side of the coin for a gentleman that I also want to speak briefly on, who is um, a gentleman by the name of Wyndham Rotunda, who was known as Bray Wyatt during his tenure with WWE. Uh, Wyndham just recently passed um, in August. August 24th is is when he passed away. So it's been a few weeks now. And uh, Wyndham was one of those guys that um, I'm going to say Bray because I I didn't know him personally. I don't want to try to eulogize him at all. Um, But I've watched all of all of the tributes. I've watched people inside of the industry and outside of the industry talk about Bray in such a loving lighthearted way and it's a shame um that we won't get to see any of his creations come to fruition i was a huge huge fan of bray wyatt i loved his character work and i i love this little mini horror universe that he was trying to create in wwe um, because that's something that you know hadn't quite been done yet and uh, I wanted to see how it played out because I know that the dude had a huge brain, a, a great mind for the business. He was a second generation talent. And when given the proper time and given the proper allotment, dude could create and cook up some very special things. He's, he, he'd done it several times over. Like creepy cult leader Bray Wyatt was dope. Oddball 
enigmatic Bray Wyatt that tagged with Matt Hardy was dope. Coming back as this throwback slasher horror character in The Fiend was dope. Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt was dope. The Firefly Funhouse match between Bray and Cena at WrestleMania is probably one of the best storytelling bits I have ever seen in pro wrestling. Full stop. Period. Dude had some crazy good ideas. And some of them were out there, sure, but I think had he been given a fair shake, they could have worked out, and they could have worked out super good. Um, but it seems like he was never actually given uh, the proper chances. You know, part of it is because the people who were in charge had other ideas in mind, things that they thought would be better for the overall product. And part of it was due to health. Um, he was injured a few times. He was sick a couple of times. And, and those illnesses ended up ultimately being uh, what was his undoing. Uh, apparently, he had caught COVID and uh, had a real rough time with it. And that exacerbated some heart issues that he was already dealing with. Was starting to become on the mend or starting to make his way back to the ring. And uh, he told his his wife that he was going to go lay down and take a nap one day. And brother never woke up. Which is, you know, the insanity of life. And a literal example of the, you know, here one day, go on the next sort of thing. A very unfortunate situation. And... The wrestling community itself was rocked, and rightfully so, because the guy was all around good guy. I actually had the pleasure of meeting him once, uh, him and another wrestler who has since passed away, um, Brody Lee, at a Comic-Con, and it was crazy because they were in like full Wyatt family get-up, and uh, Harper, Brody Lee, had on this super dirty-looking beater, but it's it smelled tremendous, <laughs> which is like one of those stories that, you know, you hear the people who actually worked with them tell, like, that, that shirt, it looked gross, but it, it actually smelled nice. And I do remember that, like, man, this is odd. And I remember Bray being super cool, super warm. And at the time, keep in mind, there's supposed to be this crazy, imposing like deliverance type of, of redneck hillbilly family. And, uh, they were super nice, man. Um, the wife, my son and I were all in the picture and, uh, Brody and Bray made sure to, to, to be super gentle and welcoming. And you can see in the photo that Bray flashes this big giant smile. And, uh, <laughs> It was it was um, it was awesome to be able to kind of you know peek behind the curtain so to speak. They they were nothing but nice, nothing but courteous, and um, we need more people like that in the world. More braves, less fills, right? Um, so before I get too far into into my wrestling ramblings, I just wanted to talk about that briefly, man. How how two different sides of the same coin can exist in the industry at the same time. And one person's impact could completely and totally derail something that should be massively historic while another person, while they didn't get to have the impact as the other person um, in terms of 
complete body of work um, left an even bigger imprint on the business for the positive. So uh, to Wyndham Rotunda and his family and friends and anybody who knew him personally, condolences go out to you. He will be missed for sure. So let's talk about social media. Um, Let's talk about Elon Musk. I kicked my mic. Let's talk about Elon Musk and let's talk about the supremely idiotic decision for him to completely kill Twitter and rebrand it into something called X. Um, I think that this may be the biggest fumbling of the bag moment in the history of everything, not just tech, not just social media, just all around to kill Twitter is in my mind to kill something that potentially could have brought him millions, if not billions of dollars of revenue, because it was already a built in household name. It was already a staple in pop culture. It was a staple. It is a staple in tech, in society. And to kill it makes zero sense at all. And I would be lying to you if I said that I did not see this coming because, unfortunately, I did. Elon Musk seems to be a giant dumpster fire rolling through everything. Um, The only things that that are still, you know, somewhat manageable and and doing well right now that he's touched are uh, SpaceX and Tesla. Um, His venture into Twitter and social media and, and the digital lifestyle in general has been nothing but trash. So why do I say all that? Well, if you haven't noticed, uh, the rebrand from Twitter to X is still underway, despite him being uh, fairly confident that you know he's done everything that he needs to do. Uh, The interface on the app and the website, you can still find tons of traces of Twitter all over the place. Uh, He has tried to replace tweets with posts, but everybody who uses the platform still refer to them as tweets. Uh, There's several people that are actively refusing to call it X. They are still referring to it as Twitter, which I love every single time I hear somebody say Twitter. I chuckle inside just a little bit. Um, But I I cannot believe, personally believe, that he would go move to kill something that has been so, such a staple in the world, again, of, of society and pop culture and tech culture. When I think about Twitter, I think about branding. I think about name worth and name value. And I can think about um segments on the Jimmy Kimmel show where he would read you know mean tweets i think about the phrase sliding into the dms which twitter was the first social media company to introduce that direct messages right everybody else had an option where you can send a private message to somebody or you can jump into their inbox but twitter specifically made it known to slide into somebody's DMs, their direct messages. That was the thing that Twitter developed and coined. Hashtags, trending topics, a lot of that came from Twitter. 
And while they still exist in some shape and some form on X, they are mere shadows and shells of themselves. Elon Musk went on this crusade talking about how he wanted to transform Twitter into X and make X this everything platform where you would be able to do, you know, financial transactions and you'd be able to get your news and you'd be able to share video and and the whole shot. And four or five months into this experiment, like I really, I can't see that being a thing. And if it is a thing, I wouldn't trust it. Elon likes to laud that he has changed the platform for the better by, you know, allowing free speech and allowing people to be themselves more so than they ever were allowed to be when it was Twitter with, uh, you know, less restrictions and moderation. And I myself can 100 percent tell that there is less restriction and less moderation because my follower count has jumped tremendously, uh, both mine and the curated culture. But I am 100% positive, and yes, I can say that with certainty, I am 100% positive that more than half of the new accounts that have followed me personally and have followed the new, um, the curated culture, excuse me, are bots. They are not real. There are accounts created for specific types of engagement, and that is it. When Twitter was Twitter, when X was Twitter, I could see a tiny bit of stagnation in growing my follower count. They still trickled in here or there, but it was actual people who had actually interacted with my tweets and people that could be verified that they were actual people. Hate speech and the return of hate groups are on the rise once again because X is being ran virtually unmoderated. So on that platform, people can say and do whatever they want to. And there's very little consequence. Accounts belonging to Kanye West and Donald Trump have been reinstated because why not? Elon Musk himself has been seen spreading and sharing and fanning the flames of conspiracy theories from his personal account, his real life verified account. Which is bonkers. He made the move to remove the blue check mark from actual real life individuals. People who are representatives of certain brands or celebrities. Journalists. People who have been verified to be actual legitimate individuals. He's removed their blue check mark. They are no longer verified. In an attempt to force people to subscribe to Twitter Blue. To pay $8 a month or $9 a month or whatever the cost is for that very same blue check mark, which is odd to me because that means now your regular everyday Joe Blow can be a verified X user, formerly Twitter, or you can create a bot account. (laughs) Pay that eight or nine dollars a month to have it verified and their tweets are ranked higher because they're verified and they are now allowed to share in any revenue that X formerly Twitter brings in, which is completely and totally as backwards to me. That makes zero sense at all. So what's the end game for X formerly Twitter? I honestly don't know. 
I do know that recently Mark Zuckerberg, head of Meta, formerly Facebook, dropped a new app called Threads, uh, which saw an incredible, incredible sign up within the first like 48 hours of the app being available. They signed up like 100 million people within the first two days of the app being available. And I would like to think that part of that came because Threads is a meta creation and it is an offshoot of Instagram. So if you had an Instagram account, it was as easy as clicking a few buttons and voila, you had a Threads account set up. The problem with Threads is that it honestly was basically a carbon copy of Twitter minus all the features and functionality. And so those 100 million people that signed up for Threads in the first 48 hours, their accounts are still there and their accounts are still active. But overall usage and engagement has fallen by 100%. Yes, almost all of those 100 million people that initially signed up for Threads and that was using the platform are no longer active on it. Those accounts that are active are very sparingly active on it. And you have a few hardcore users who post every single day on the platform without specifically picking up new engagement. So that begs the question, was it worth it to kill Twitter? What's next? There are tons of alternatives to X, formerly Twitter, in the sense of threads, which has miles to go before it can be considered a legitimate threat. There's Blue Sky, which is created by Jack Dorsey, the guy who actually created Twitter. I myself am using both Threads and Blue Sky. And in terms of interface, I do like Threads much better than what I get on Blue Sky. And the users, the people who are active on Blue Sky are so, such a niche community. Like, it, there's just very few of my favorite personalities and journalists and creatives that are on Blue Sky because it is still operating on an invite-only basis, which in and of itself is, is a little weird. And as far as I can tell, there's no way to know if somebody has been verified on Blue Sky or not. So there's also that. You could try to follow somebody that you think is a specific celebrity or content creator or journalist. There's no guarantee that that's the actual person. And then there's Mastodon, which um, also benefited from the great Twitter exodus before it was transformed into X. But Mastodon is similar to blue sky and how it's run and how it's operated. And again, it's a very small niche community has not been found to be as useful as Twitter once was with gathering news, breaking news, especially, or just being a spot where you can go and discover really cool shit. So where do we go from here? Well, I think we're, I'm going to watch X continue to be a dumpster fire until Elon is forced to sell it off once again, hopefully at a loss so that he stays as far away from social media as possible. And I hope that whoever picks up X off of Elon Musk also has the wherewithal to make sure that 
all of the IP from Twitter is included in that deal. And I would like to see all the damage that Elon Musk has done to Twitter be undone. I would like to see Twitter make a triumphant return in its former form because Twitter was was a special network, I think, personally. Had it gotten a little crazy with, uh, you know, the accounts and with overall usership, yeah, I, I, I believe so. But I chalk that up to management more than anything. And I think the, the Twitter, the old Twitter board was more or less just looking for somebody to, to unload it onto in hopes that they could turn it around. But unfortunately, the person that they unloaded it onto was not the right person. So who knows? Eventually, maybe um, we'll start to see more new social platforms come out. Maybe they're going to be more useful or maybe Meta will turn threads around and it'll be the replacement for Twitter that we all want and need and deserve. But in the meantime, we will continue to watch the absolute atrocity that is X and we'll watch Elon drive that bad devil right into the ground. All right, guys, that's it. That's this week's episode. Apologies in advance if I got a little rambly in the middle there. Um, Getting my bearings back and making sure that I produce content for you guys on the reg now. I'm so very sorry for the extended hiatus, but I promise you that is the last one that we will ever endure because I'm on a mission. That's right. I have a dedicated mission. I'm going to share those points with you right now. My mission is to grow my YouTube following to at least at least a thousand subscribers, hopefully by the end of the year. But if not before the second quarter of next year. So if you haven't already done so, shoot on over to YouTube.com slash Robbie Diesel and drop me a subscribe over there. The next thing is I want to grow this podcast Back to my eight and nine and 10,000 monthly followers. I've seen a pretty sharp decline. Thankfully, we're still in the thousands, but I got to get back up to where I was. And then I want to push this boy even further beyond. So with that being said, uh, make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast. However, you're listening to the sound of my velvety smooth voice, whether it is on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, Samsung, Amazon, however you're hearing my voice. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Um, Show us your support. Thank you so very much uh, for checking us out. Make sure you're following us on social media via at The Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram at underscore Curated Culture on X, formerly Twitter. And uh, make sure that you're following me via at Robbie Diesel on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Snapchats, on the TikToks, on the threads, and on the X's. Ooh, it's rough saying that. Thank you guys so very much for checking out this episode. Uh, next week will be semi uh, return to form. We're going to have more dedicated topics. This one was just a freestyle, so that's why it's all over the place but i appreciate y'all listening anyway man thank you so very much for tuning in i will catch y'all on the next episode until then peace